Welcome to the Dealing with Goliath podcast. The mission of Dealing with Goliath is to sharpen the psychological edge in business leaders with skin in the game who want to be more effective under pressure, uncover hidden value and increase profitability. With expert guests across the business spectrum, we deliver gems of wisdom, delving into their methods, their thinking and approach to business, life and to problem solving. This is the double espresso shot of insight through our short interview format where we are concise with five questions in about nine minutes. I'm your host, Al McBride, and my guest today is Nina Cook. Welcome, Nina. Hi. Nice to be here, Al. (laughs) Great to have you. So, Nina, for the audience out there, Nina is a business mindset coach helping entrepreneurs to release their inner blocks so they can hit that sweet spot of continually growing their impact, income, and downtime. She hosts Entrepreneur's Inner Game podcast and has been featured in Forbes and on BBC Radio. Now, I have to say, on a personal note, Nina has been recommended to me by so many people that I hold in very high regard, and several of whom are actually clients of Nina, not just colleagues. And they all sing Nina's praises. So I've been listening back through your podcast, Nina, and there's some outstanding stuff in there. I have to say, I've been really enjoying it. So Thank I'm you. very, very pleased and flattered to have you on the show. So welcome. Oh, it's an honor to be here. Well, it's great to have you. So we'll dive straight in. Uh, so tell us, who is your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge that they face? My ideal client is someone who has an established business and they have done well. They have some, you know, they have a great process. They have a great service that gets brilliant results for their clients. However, they're not where they want to be in their business. They know that there's more that they could be achieving, but they just don't know how to get there. So they've tried lots of different things, you know, new strategies, new processes. They've implemented things, but they're still not where they want to be. So they get to the stage where they think the only thing that's getting in my way is me. Right. And when they get to that stage, when they realize that they want to do some work on their mindset in order to be able to create that new powerful thinking that will enable them to take big, bold action in their business, it may involve taking bigger risks. Right. But they have that, they have the mindset that allows them to show up in that bigger way, play a bigger game. That's when, um, that, that's when I love working with them at that stage. Excellent. I mean, you're touching on the answer to my next question. You preempted it very well. What are some of those common mistakes that people make when they're trying to solve that problem? So they're starting to realize that, as I said, they're their own main blocker. So what are some of those things that they might try that don't quite work before they get to your good self? Well, they may think that there's a new strategy they can try and they've seen someone else being successful with it. They think, okay, I'm going to hire that coach because they're doing exactly what I want to do. So maybe they want to launch a, a new program online, but they don't know how to launch. So that person is, you know, gets big figures, so I'm going to work with them. And then often they'll learn exactly that person's process and then try and apply it. But it doesn't fit in with their skill set. They're not aligned with it. So for my example is I worked with someone, I paid them a lot of money to help me to launch my first group coaching program right. and involved doing lots of, um, you know, creating lots of lead magnets, doing lots of webinars, sending out so many emails. It was a very long chain of things. And I did it all diligently, step by step. But I hated the whole, whole process from beginning to end. It didn't line with me. I thought I was just doing things mechanically. My energy wasn't good when I was doing it. I launched guess what? 
I had, I think, three people sign up. It wasn't big enough for me to create my group coaching program. So then I thought, okay, I need to play to my own strengths and my own skill set. How can I create a group coaching program doing things that I really enjoy doing? And I came up with a really simple system. I sent three emails to my email list and I got eight signups. Wow. So it's doing things that really align with you. And before I send the emails, I thought I have to, let's just check my energy when I'm sending out these, the first email. And I checked my energy. My energy wasn't good. My energy was, they're not going to respond. I'm not going to be able to create this group coaching program. So I uncovered my limiting belief, which is people don't respond to my emails. I removed, I dissolved that limiting belief and I replaced it with a new empowering belief. People, my list love hearing from me. And I sent that email out with that energy. 40 people raised their hands to say they were interested. And I thought, this works. This works when I'm aligned with it. So that's one of the mistakes that we follow other people's processes, but we don't think, is this the right process for me? Right. So we don't try and make it a, make sure, as you said, you use the word alignment uh, a few times, and it's it, it's it's the it's it's very much the right word. But I said that it's not a good fit because if we were going to work with a coach, I mean, I'm often invited, particularly with corporate clients, I'm often invited to do this sort of chemistry meet, which is basically to make sure that you're a good fit for one another. And what you're what I'm hearing you say is that if you if you're getting on a course or if you're getting to work with a coach that you have that same idea of does this align with me does this person or these strategies or tactics actually work for me or work with me and what i think i'm about exactly because you know some people's skills in reaching out is um to phone another person likes to email another person may like to do some social media so find out what you enjoy doing because if you if you find out what you enjoy doing you're more likely to implement that process consistently and i think that's the key that's the key to having success as an as an entrepreneur find out what you enjoy doing do it consistently but make sure you get your mindset in the right place first before you take action because having the right mindset in place first enables that those actions to be consistent because you don't give up on them and also you're going to enjoy doing them and you're going to have higher expectations of yourself and that's going to work for you. It sounds like you're creating a very positive, self-fulfilling feedback loop. So you enjoy doing it, so you're putting more energy into it, so you're getting a better response. Or even if it's not so great, you're still in a more optimistic framework or mindset, as you say, for taking in that information that you're able to bounce back better and not have it wear you down but you're going in an upward spiral the whole time it, it, exactly. <laughs> when you say it it sounds incredibly simple but it's one of those things that that might be simple but we're not most people aren't doing it and we're not yes. aware of it it's one of these uh, forest from the trees issues isn't it it is i think people do it the wrong way around this is my personal opinion that they do the implementation before they've got their mindset fixed if you get the mindset fixed, the implementation becomes much easier. And as you said, you, you build a lot more resilience because not everything works. That's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. You never know what's on the other side of the activity, what, what result is going to get. No one can predict a result from sending out an email, making a phone call, whatever it is, no one knows the result. So it's taking that risk. And a lot of people are just scared of taking the risk because they have the mindset, it's not going to work for me. I'm going to get criticized. I'll be judged. People won't like my stuff. People won't pay me what I want. So we have all these stories that we create which block us from taking the action. So remove those stories, put new empowering stories in place, then take the action, 
and then see what happens. It's so true. It's so true. I, I was reading just the other day that something that surprised me that some of the most successful CEOs, now I don't usually work at, at the large corporation CEO level. I usually prefer, you know, smaller, a little bit more medium, small businesses. But it fascinated me that a lot of these people who I thought would be super rational logic, and I'm sure they are as well, but they claim that that's one of the differences in high-performing CEOs than moderately performing ones is that they go with their gut instinct far more, which was a real surprise that they, they literally uh, use intuition. And as part of that, it, it, it's this positive uh, opportunistic mindset for what's there, what's not. And they trust themselves, which is fascinating. That, as I said, their whole uh, perceptive I mean, in science, we call it the reticular activation system. Basically, what your filter is doing is filtering in this extremely opportunistic but positive, forward-looking uh, uh, filter, which is remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so as you said, it's and it all starts with the mindset and probably comes back to the mindset. <laughs> it's probably a circle as well. It is, because you can if you want to have a, a certain income in life, you have to have the beliefs that allow you to have that income because otherwise, you know, you'll go through, you'll, you'll, you may have a really great month that yeah. you've earned more than you've ever earned before. And it's not all about the money, but I'm just using income sure, as an sure. example here. So, you know, you go through, you, you have your best month ever, but then if you think, oh, this feels a bit scary, I'm not sure I deserve that much next month, you'll make sure you self-sabotage and then you'll go back down to your previous income or even less or it might just be 10% more, but not that big jump because, you know, you just don't feel comfortable around it. So right. clear out all of that stuff, clear it out, and then you will see bigger results. It has to be true because when you have those beliefs that expect that, then you know you deserve all the success you want, all the fulfillment you want in life, then your mind thinks, that's what you want, let's bring it in. And it just becomes easier. You become, you become more of a receiver than that, you know, pushing grinding entrepreneur which everything feels really difficult and exhausting and that's part of the myth isn't it that that you know as entrepreneurs you're or business owners you're meant to be grinding the whole time you're really hustling to survive and all this sort of survival aggression law of the jungle type language and and as you see, we were talking before we, we hit record there but it was something you mentioned that it's the, the difference between this push versus pull uh, energies and uh, as you said it, it's a radically different feeling for someone on the other side of that equation isn't it it is and it's a much nicer much, much nicer, nicer feeling because natural yeah and now, you're you, not, not saying being an entrepreneur is easy but we know how to put a lot of work in at the beginning you know build your business all of that but they're all saying you know you can be working a couple of hours a day and you're know, going to have an amazing business that's not basically energy you bring into each and every moment that's the important thing that's the important thing. And, and the, the, so uh, you mentioned clearing out some of those blocks, which I'm sure is a, is a whole process and it's very intricate. Um, but what is one valuable free action that the audience can implement that will help them with that issue? Now, it won't maybe solve the thing, but at least uh, just in that mindset way, put, put them pointing in the right direction. Absolutely. Well, there's... Uh there's a little formula that I share oh. with my clients and that's the three A's formula. It's very, very simple to explain, but challenging to do. First one is, first A is awareness. Be aware 
of your thinking. Be aware when you've gone down that rabbit hole with negative thinking and you're just playing that loop again and again. And be aware that it's causing you to hesitate or procrastinate and not do that action in your business that you know you should be doing. So first step is awareness. And it's easy to become aware if you just say, okay, I'm going to grab a pen and paper and I'm going to just capture my thinking. When I'm thinking about doing that activity, maybe posting on social media, it may be making a phone call, maybe a sales uh, uh, call that you know you should be setting up. Mm-hmm. So just write down on a piece of paper your negative thinking. So now you can capture it. Okay, that's interesting. The second step, the second A is acceptance. Accept this is what I'm thinking. Because the moment we start wishing it was different to how it is, then we get into the resistance mode. Mm. I wish I didn't think like this. I wish I could just be really positive about stuff. No, because that's wishing something that isn't. It is what it is. And let's just accept it. So that's my thinking right now. That's fine. And then the fight goes out immediately. And then the third step, third A, is action. Okay, so this is how I'm feeling about this activity. That's fine. Now, what action can I take to change that? So maybe, you know, you take an action where you just um, say, okay, I'm just going to clear my mind. I'm just going to take 10 deep breaths and just see how I feel about doing this activity then. Or maybe, okay, I'm going to do a little bit of, um, I'm going to do a productivity um, process right now to make me, you know, to make me just sit down for 25 minutes, the Pomodoro or whatever, and just, I'm just going to, press that, you know, 25 minutes, and I'm just going to sit down and do it. So whatever it is, but you can just start thinking, how can I change this situation now? What action can I take? And that's really a simple, simple process, but I know it's challenging to do. Very much. It sounds also that 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 last action, which was interesting, is that it just needs to be even a small step. But the key principle, if I heard you right, was that it needs to be something pretty much right now. Like, as in, don't make a huge action plan, some massive gesture. It's just something to step toward the direction you want to go. Absolutely. Okay, very good, very good. What is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help them with that issue? Well, this is uh, something I've created. It's called the Millionaire Mindset Scorecard. And I created it because so many of my clients say, I I just want to be able to, you know, if I have that seven-figure lifestyle, then I'll just be able to take time off my work, et cetera. And the question is, well, why aren't you there yet? So Mm. this scorecard helps you to find out what your limiting beliefs are that are stopping you from having that lifestyle. And it's, it's, it's very easy to do. It's fun to do. And also it points, you in the ne- in the, it points you towards the next steps of how you can start creating more empowering beliefs as well. And it's that ninacook.co.uk forward slash scorecard. Outstanding. Uh, it sounds like something I should probably take another look at. It's something I do every six months or so is write down some of those beliefs when I notice that I'm hitting blockers. But uh, if you have a very neat format for it, I'll certainly have a, a look at that. That's hugely valuable. Again, it sounds one of those sort of things that sounds deceptively simple, but as you said, is a little tricky to do. But the value in doing it is off the chart off the chart it's just, it's not just in your business it's in every area of your life and it it transformed the way you show up not just in your business but in life excellent stuff so what's the one question i should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience why is it so challenging why mm. do we automatically seem to think 
about the negative stuff instead of automatically thinking positive thoughts. Now, I don't have the answer to that, but I do feel that it's something that is almost, there's some lots of conditional thinking that goes on. And we tend to say, okay, that's how I was brought up. That's my childhood. That's my parents. You know, they just, they knock the confidence out of me. Mm. However, when we stop blaming our parents and saying, okay, I created all these beliefs inside of me. No one gave them to me. It's not like osmosis. We absorb it and they just fix this in our head. I had to make decisions about everything I've seen in my life, every single event. And then I've made a decision. Is what they're saying about me, is that true? Or am I going to reject it and make up my own story about me? So I think once we take 100% responsibility and we stop blaming our parents and other adults in our lives, then we're able to really make the change because then mm-hmm. we are in control of our lives. That's, that's a, another key truth right there, Nina, isn't it? That it, uh, again, sounds deceptively simple, but, oh, you just take responsibility for your own thinking, but it's a working progress. But as it's I said, even, even the first steps in that process can be hugely valuable. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Any, any awareness that you have about your thinking, that's when you're catching at your thinking. And you're saying, oh, I know what's going on. I've got all these negative thoughts, but I'm not going to identify with them. So any awareness is just golden. Absolutely. I've found, you know, obviously meditation and mindfulness has become much more mainstream in the last few years, which is a great thing because it's a, that, that helps you with that awareness of noticing thoughts, particularly when they're daft. But I find it nearly, I find I get much better at it when I make it a, a game. Now, maybe that's... <laughs> Maybe that's just me, but it also feels less serious. It's it's important, but it's not as serious, and it can be playful. And it also helps me release them a lot more when they, when they feel nearly silly, you know? It's like, oh, I spotted that. Oh, what, a, what an idiot, you know? What a, what a foolish thing to do or say. It's like, oh. And it, it allows it, it makes it a little bit lighter. It's not being carried like a weight, you know? That's just me. I don't know. I think it's really important. We take things too seriously. We take life too seriously. Difficult things happen for sure. I mean, look at this year. But it's always the response. We can always choose our response to whatever's going on and making it lighthearted, making it playful. You're saying, well, this is a game of life. I'm here to play. And um, there's going to be setbacks, but let's just play and make it easier. Because it's a choice. It's a decision. That's all it is. It's a beautiful way to to finish up there as well. It's a choice. It's a decision, and that's exactly it. And bring back the joy. Yeah, choose bring to see the where the fun in the thing is. Uh, I think I'm still learning that one. I fall into being very serious sometimes, and to pull myself out, usually by making fun of myself. Uh, it's not yes, a bad way of doing it. <laughs> it's a decision. It's a choice. That's exactly it. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Nina. Massively well, thank you for having me on. It's been great. Excellent. Thank you.